0: Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Merini. I'm your host, Thanos Davelis. Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis' landslide victory on Sunday night in Greece's elections had many talking about a political earthquake. The markets seem to take note as well, with Greek stocks and government bonds rallying sharply following New Democracy's win as Mitsotakis is keen to implement a pro-investment and pro-reform agenda. Wolfango we'll Piccoli, co-founder of risk analysis company Teneo, with a long experience in advising financial institutions and corporations on political developments in Europe, joins me to discuss the market reaction to the Greek elections, the message the election results sent to investors, the reforms that a new government in Greece will need to focus on, and more. Wolf, great to have you on The Greek Current. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Wolf, what message has this election sent to the global markets about Greece? A message that the
1: political risk premium that has been for long attached to Greece, especially until a few years ago, is now largely out of the picture a message of political stability, of predictability, and uh, generally market positive policies. That is why you have seen uh, such a positive reaction, not just on Monday, but over the past few days.
0: Many, particularly international investors, were watching these elections to see how Greeks would vote. With the results now in, do you think we'll see investors who had been holding out for the election begin moving into Greece? We might see
1: some move on the stock market, I think. Else, I think, is a bit of a question mark, and not so much because of what has happened in Greece or what might happen between now and the second election, but also where we are in terms of the external environment, uh, you know, the wider external backdrop that is not a particularly positive one. Investors are being pulled in all directions. Just think about the U.S. debt crisis, for example, just to mention one. So the ability of investors to focus, move on, and trying to make some bets in specific countries, especially when they are small-sized countries, is somewhat limited in these days. Maybe if things quiet down a bit out there in the macro backdrop, there is a chance for Greece to attract more investment, I suspect mainly on the stock market for the time being.
0: So as you mentioned, you know, with the risk largely being in the rearview mirror, this should be the green light for investors in general.
1: Yes, and I think the other element here that will play well for the government and for Greece is uh, the likely upgrade in terms of the investment grade. That is just a question of time at this point. That will be, you know, huge in terms of removing a stigma that has been attached. You know, the stigma of the junk bond that has been around since late 2010. It will be a great opportunity for the government to use it as a PR exercise. Hopefully, they will work around it. And obviously would have a positive impact in terms of attracting investors that until now couldn't touch Greece because of their mandate doesn't allow them to touch country without an investment grade. So all in all, it would be positive news, even if we've been hearing about it for a very long time.
0: In his victory speech, Prime Minister Mitsotakis said he was committed to doubling down on implementing reforms. What reforms, particularly when it comes to the economy, do you think a new government will need to pay particular attention to?
1: First of all, it's good to hear about doubling down because we haven't seen much done in the first term in office. And obviously, we have to acknowledge that COVID hijacked the term. But on the other way around, let's be very clear, the reform momentum of the outgoing government has disappeared for some time. Now, there is a big opportunity. There is no more alibi. Most likely, they will get a very significant majority. The opposition is likely to be weak for the foreseeable future. Now, what is needed is plenty and is actually not just the quantity but also several the reforms that are needed are politically difficult they require lots of political capital judiciary education health system trying to tackle tax evasion. These are just some of the few that comes to mind, and also reducing the size of the state, the bureaucracy, which is still very prominent in Greece. All of these have been largely sidelined the first term in office. Second term in office, generally in Greece, is not a term for big, bold moves. Hopefully, Mitsotakis will surprise us again, like he did last Sunday.
0: We've been looking largely at the economic side of things, but I want to bring us closer to the politics, because the two are inextricably linked. As Mitotakis won a big victory, the election saw the near collapse of Sidizad, the main opposition, paving the way for new democracy to essentially dominate the political scene for the next four years. How do you view this development?
1: It's a tricky one. Uh, Meaning that, first of all, I believe that Syriza, the main opposition party, didn't perform well even until now, over the past four years. I think it was a very weak opposition that the government has been facing over the past four years. It will be even weaker in the future. Generally, this is not a positive. It's not a positive for the government. It's not a positive for the economy. Because a good opposition, a constructive opposition, an opposition that keeps the government in check, accountable, and forces it to, to be transparent is generally good for the quality of policy making, for uh, passing difficult reforms, for keeping the sort of the consensus, the wider consensus that is generally needed. The other concern that I have short term is about Ubris, meaning after the victory. The concern is that a new democracy might become a bit too comfortable, too arrogant. And some of the bad signs that we have seen at times in the first school come back, patronage, nepotism, and potentially even corruption. And obviously, without a significant opposition in government, the risk of this negative development is higher.
0: As Greece's economy looks to be turning a page, it's also affected, as you mentioned earlier, by factors out of its control that impact the global economy. If you were in Athens, how would you view the latest news about, for example, German recession or the fight in the United States over the debt ceiling?
1: I think it is obviously a concern. It is a concern because it's not just a direct economic impact, but also indirect, meaning that you might see less investment going to multiple, multiple countries and certainly smaller economies could suffer more. The other concern that I would add to this, we still have quite a bit of unpredictability about energy prices. The winter is, uh, is not far away at the end of the day, even if it might not feel like that in essence in these days. So there is lots of uncertainty. And the other big one here in terms of Europe is about the ECB, where potentially there is a risk that the ECB will overdo in terms of tightening the countries like Greece, like Italy, like Portugal might feel more pain than others in the north of Europe. So that is the other risk to consider here as well. It's not just the risk coming from the politics, but also I think there is some risk coming from the economic policymaking on the CB front.
0: What about from Washington as we look at this battle over the debt ceiling?
1: It's not a new threat. We have heard about this debt ceiling story for some time. Our view in the house is that it will be averted for the time being. And I think even if it materializes, meaning that we have an outright crisis, it remains to be seen what could be the impact on the European economy. It might take some time here. But in our view, as I said before, I think a compromise, at least a temporary one, is more likely to be reached than not.
0: As Greece will emerges as a success story, it's Neighbor Turkey is not only turning toward authoritarianism, but its economy is in the doldrums. With the safe money being on an Erdogan win on Sunday and the continuation of Erdoganomics, what risks does this pose to the region?
1: That eventually Erdogan might need to raise the tensions in the region to divert the public attention away from what is happening on the economic front. We have seen this movie before. Generally, foreign policy moves give Erdogan a limited uh, time. He doesn't need it now. He is most likely going to win a wide mandate. He just won a very comfortable parliamentary majority. But the concern that if the economic outlook in Turkey deteriorates further, he might start looking around for some headlines. And uh, foreign policy generally provides the headlines that he might need to distract the Turkish public for a few days at least.
0: Are there any broader risks associated with any ups and downs in the Turkish economy?
1: I think actually for Greece could be an opportunity in some ways. If you want to try, less maybe for once, let's focus on the upside. You know, risk analysts like myself don't tend to do very often, but I think we should. It could be an opportunity in terms of, you know, tourism, for example. If things in Turkey gets a bit tricky and the public gets foreign tourists gets a bit more uncomfortable, despite the low cost, Greece is a potential winner out there. It could be an opportunity for a Turkish company to start going around in Turkey looking for stuff to buy. The Greeks know Turkey. They know how to do business there. There are lots of similarities in terms of how business are run. So there could be an opportunity there. And also the other opportunity for the Turkish economy it's more Turks trying to put their money in Greece. We have seen that already the last few years with the golden visa and else. We have seen investment in the real estate. Maybe the Turks after knowing that Erdogan is gonna be in power for the next five years, they might decide not just to park some money in Greece, might actually decide
0: to do more than that in Greece. Wolf, it's been great speaking with you. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure. In other news, PASOK leader Nikos Androulakis emphasized again on Thursday that the party is not interested in forming a coalition with ruling new democracy, even if two or three seats are needed to form a government. Our goal is to become a majority force in the progressive area, the center-left party leader said. Androulakis also insisted that PASOK had been a productive opposition party, citing key laws on which it had voted, whereas Syriza had not. He even used the defense pact with France and the extension of the Evros fence on the land border with Turkey as examples. Cities on PASOK are now on a collision course as they battle for dominance of Greece's center-left. Finally, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz called for political courage in Cyprus peace talks during a visit to Berlin by Cypriot President Nikos Christodoulidis, who said the island's division was a European problem and Brussels could lead the way to a solution. Scholz welcomed Christodoulidis on Thursday during a press conference in Berlin after the two leaders had an exchange of views on a broad range of subjects, including the Cyprus problem. Cypriot president said he spoke with his host about issues on the EU agenda as well as bilateral relations, adding the two men made an appraisal of a number of issues such as education, tourism, migration, and the need to boost ties in other domains. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.